easily to answer any question that can so that I can flow. Okay. Thank you. I became a subtenant in nineteen ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven. I became a subtenant and that was on the first of June nineteen ninety seven. So joining becoming a constable on thirtieth of August nineteen ninety one by six years and probably a few months. I became a subtenant of police. And that is very unprecedented. And this is how it happened. When I joined the service and looked at all the policies within the service, I realized that there's a policy that encourages education. That if you attain a particular qualification, you get a particular rank. So I started off my A-level also by private studies. And I was able to get my A-level done. And as a result of that, on the 5th of April, 1993, I was promoted to the rank of sergeant. That is two years after I became a constable. Then in the course of it, still learning and taking advantage of the policies that encourage education. I embarked on a professional course to become a chartered accountant. And I pursued a course, and at a point when I passed certain, I mean, certain sessions of the course, which was within a year after I became a sergeant, I was promoted to chief inspector on the 1st of September, 1994, which means a constable, 1991, two years down the line, a sergeant, 1993, and then roughly one year down the line, chief inspector, 1994. Then I had the privilege, and also for the record, when I was at the depot as a constable, before I passed as a constable, from recruit to constable, by the grace of God, I won all the awards, with the exception of one, which is mass match shooting. I had a privilege in 1995 to go to the police academy, then the police college. And there, at the end of the day, I became an ASP in 1996. And also the best cadet for the course, and also by divine providence, I won all the hours with the exception of my what mark machine, which is shooting. Then thereafter, the same year, 1996, I became a chartered accountant. 1996, I became a chartered accountant. That is a course that I started and completed within a period of two and a half years. So when I became a chartered accountant, then I made a submission to the police leadership on the basis of the existing police regulations on promotions. And they promoted me based on that qualification to subtenant of police a year, a little over a year, after
after I have become an ASV. It means I'm one of the few people ever to be in the police service who never became a, a DSP, that is, sustainable police, before becoming a sustainable. So that is for the record. And what it means is that when I became a subtenant, most of the senior people around, including my own big brother, George, was an ASP. So from there, I became chief subtenant after six years of being a subtenant. And after that, my chief subtenant was on 1st of February, 2003, that is from 1997, so after six years or thereabout, I became a chief subtenant. And from there, roughly another four years, I became a Eastern Commissioner of Police. And another four years, I became Deputy Commissioner of Police. And roughly another four years, I became Commissioner of Police which is the Commission of Police, Iceland, Commission of Police 2006, Deputy Commission of Police 2010, Commission of Police 2014. What it means is that within police regulations, promotions are based on the number of years you serve, your competences, your integrity, your character, and availability of vacancies. And looking at my promotions, beyond the miracle, I mean the, the miracle aspect of it. The rest of my promotions started following the normal course. And at times I did find myself, why was God not in it to help me to keep moving the way I have to move? So in terms of my qualifications, my, my ranking in the police service, it has been purely based on my competences, my academic qualifications, and hard work because of the passion I have for the work. I have not at any point in time been called aside by any individual and granted me any favor that I did not deserve. Honorable Chair, in terms of positions I have held, I have been across virtually every command within the service. And at a point, because of my commitment to work, I was handling multiple shadows at the National headquarters. Because if you give me a work, you just have to consider it done. Well, that is me. I get things done, and I work around teams to get them done on the basis of Genesis 126, where I know God himself said, let us create, indicating that God being the originator of teamwork, you cannot do anything and function without teamwork. And that has been my style. So in all this, it got to a point, I became the most senior commissioner of police that is the next to the inspector general of police. And when that inspector general of police retired, His Excellency, the President of the Republic, Nana Adudanko Akufuado, found me well to take that position and work together with my colleagues, together with all the other security agencies, 
to ensure peace, security, law, and order in this country of ours. So it is on this note that any time I have opportunity, I do say, I do say to Mr. President that forever my family, especially my wife and children, and my extended families which are dotted across the country will be forever grateful to him for finding me worthy to occupy the position and working in concert with my colleagues in order to prosecute the agenda of the police in our constitutional mandate. Honorable Chair, let me speak briefly about my colleagues here. George is my big brother. JB is my kid brother. Asari is my brother. The beautiful family states, Honorable Chair. We've been together for far long. And my brother George, you know, his, his wife. Since I joined the police today, I call her my mom. And that will never change. And Jimmy, my brother, my kid brother, when I became the Inspector General of Police, I call you and offer you the position of Director Cybercrime. My brother Asari has already gone through the whole process at various places. And by the time I came, he was still at the position of where he is today. You will not have recourse to us to where precisely you want to be. And this is how I have coexisted with all of them. And as you can see from behind, all my management teams are here. Because that is how we do our things. Then, all of a sudden, this matter came up. And the matter was about finding out what has happened, and who said what, and where it came from. And my brothers were given opportunity to come and speak. And they did speak and made indication that, yes, they are involved in what was happening. They all of a sudden, instead of them to focus on that, they came out with wide allegations, honorable chair, with wide allegations that touched my person the police leadership that I lead, and the entirety of the police service. Without, until today that I'm being told that now they have some evidence. Without a shred of evidence, at the time that they were making it, without a shred of evidence. And those wide allegations, without a shred of evidence, has brought a lot of pain to myself, my family across the country, and especially my wife and children. That you are so patriotic because you believe in what you call Panganianism, where you think that because of your multi-ethnic nature, everybody you see, as long as the person is a Ghanaian, is your brother or your sister, mother or father uncle or aunt. Then, the pain also to my command, my leaders, my team that we work together that we all know. And the pain to the thousands of police people who are appreciating the strides that we are making in transforming the organization to be the best institution in the country and a reference point for the rest of the world. 
taken with all these allegations. They do not try to cover up. Probably the shame and sweater what they got themselves involved in in the first place. And I, an innocent person, focusing on my job, working in concert with my team and all commands across the country to keep the country safe and make it to be at peace for itself. I've been asked to come and answer to these allegations, which are why baseless. And I feel in my spirit that this is just not fair. I'm it is just not fair. And we kill in patriotism that anybody can just get up, make allegations upon allegations, and people who go across the country attends 48 hours non-without sleep, just keeping the country at peace, will be called to come and answer allegations that are unfounded. And that becomes something. Anyway, I'm here. I have no choice. I have no choice and I've come. And I say it to the glory of God, my maker who sustains me every day. I will speak to the matters as you direct. And I'm doing this because of the respect I have for myself, for my family, especially my children and wife, for the office that I occupy, for my brothers and sisters who are sitting behind me that we have pulled ourselves together in an unprecedented manner in the teamwork to get these things done for this country and for the respect I have for institutions of state, including the parliament that we are here today. And more importantly, the respect I have for Mr. President and Mr. for the honor that he has done me for making me the inspiration of police to work with my colleagues. And equally more importantly, for the respect I have for the good people of this country. So, I am here being asked to answer to why allegations unsubstantiated by the brandies. In order to cover up their shame, I am ready. I thank you. If you quote the Bible, Seems to me you are a student of the Bible, are you? Honorable Chair, I'm a Christian, and the Bible is my reference point. There could be a student of the Bible who may probably be, be using the Bible just for examination purposes, but may not necessarily be a Christian. But I'm Christian, and my reference point in terms of what I guides me is the Bible and the Spirit of God. Thank you. Did you ever find in the Bible that the innocents suffered? The man who claims he's innocent suffered. Have you read it before in the Bible? Did you read it? Honorable Shay, I am. A Christian 
Okoro understands that. And that is what it is. That is why I'm a bit surprised that um, um, you're complaining about uh, maybe you doing a good job and you're going through some challenges and suffering because we know that the innocent can suffer. That's the story of Joseph. Never slept with a party first wife. I went to jail. Have you heard this key adage that Bonifacian has to know? Have you heard it before? which I have, but the point I'm trying to make is the fact that we are all human beings, and at times these things happen. You may have all what it takes to handle the situation, but when you are speaking to a matter and the feeling of how you feel comes on board, it's normal. And the most important thing is that I understand all the issues you are raising. And I'm in sync with it because I'm a true Christian. Now, Inspector General of Police, do you have a working relationship with Chief Bugri Nabu? alleged against you that you are the architect of the first video or the video you in cahoots with Chief Bugri Nabu got this individual state what will be your response to that, sir? And I would say that is untrue. <clears throat> I suppose that you know of police. It seems to me every serious police officer would want to be an IGP. That's natural, is it not? And I would say that is the case. And it is equally the case that when there is a vacancy relating to such a high and powerful office. aware of the appointment of that high office, there will be attempts to, uh, I mean, get to the appointment so 
somebody is appointed. Is that not so? Honorable Chair, that could be the case. In the sense that human beings are different, there will be somebody who will be going around to do that, and others too who may know that based on the quality they have, they may be contacted and assessed for the position. And even those who go around to be doing that, there may be variants involved in the stance that they go. Thank you. Did you pay regard to the statement of Honorable Kofi Boa, the MP for Elembele? The statement he made on the House floor, did you pay regard to that? Which uh, I have cited it and uh, I have a fine idea what it contains. Yes. You know, there's a very serious allegation to the effect that you are the most powerful person in the realm. According to the statement that was said on the House floor, to determine the outcomes of elections. What's your response to that? And I would say I thank you for the question. And I would say the most important thing is this election involves so many stakeholders mm. and each one has its role and the police also has its role and election is a simple matter where each stakeholder play its role and collectively we end up ensuring that it is over and the people then decide who becomes the leaders so nobody has some supremacy in terms of when it comes to his or an entity or an institution, when it comes to each role in ensuring that election passed successfully. As far as I'm concerned, all the stakeholders have to play their role. And the point is that because each role is unique, you cannot even compare to see who one, which one is on top and which one is not. So as far as I'm concerned, all the stakeholders have critical roles to play in ensuring that elections are successful. So the upshot of what you are saying is that the IGP cannot determine the outcome of an election. Is that what you are saying? Honorable Chair, that is exactly what it is. Not that what I'm saying. That is what it is. Everybody has a role. Every stakeholder has a role. And then when we all play our roles, the people who have to vote will then determine who becomes the leaders. Thank you. Are you surprised to hear that when you are there as the IGP, of your personality and what you stand for, 
A new patriotic party cannot bring the aid. Can you highlight a bit about my personality and what I stand for? Well, it's clear from the document. It's clear from the document we gave you. You see, so I'm, I'm just, I mean, relating to the statement that was said on the House floor. I would say I understand, but if you could probably refer to it and then maybe have, let me have the benefit of how it was captured. Maybe if you can probably help me to appreciate that aspect of my personality and what I stand for, it will help me. My vice chairman is telling me that uh, uh, that is not a verbatim uh, statement, but your, your lawyer will tell you. Your, your lawyer will tell you that I'm permitted in law to make what we call inexorable ref inferences and deductions. <laughs> but, but I know with, uh, with the greatest of respect, I know you are on the floor, but just to point out that the question you posed is not born out of the deputy minority leader's statement. That statement was read on the floor, and we made contributions. I don't recall that in that statement, the leader indicated that um, when an IGP is at post, a certain IGP <coughs> breaking the eight, which is an impossibility anyway, will, will never happen. He never said that. Yeah. But did I say that? <laughs> did, I, did I suggest to the IGP that I'm reading from the statement? I never said that. I, I'm saying that I'm, I'm just gleaning meaning from the statement. Let me read something to you, which probably will know that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just want you to see what's happening. Inspector General of Police. You, you told us um, that uh, you've not internalized um, that statement and that you have a fair idea. Is that what you say? You've not internalized, although we gave it to you in advance. Honorable Chair, yes. The point I'm making is that you said my person and what I stand for. Yes, I'm, I'm coming to that in a second. Yeah. So let me quote what he said here. Now, the vice wants me to be specific, so let me get there. Right, Honorable Speaker, I'm on the second paragraph. The said audio tape contains the voice of a man described in the tape as a serving commissioner of police in a conversation with another man described as a stalwart and a former Northern Regional Chairman of the New Patriotic Party. The significantly lengthy conversation between the two men centered on a variety of subjects, including a plot to remove from, the, from office the current Inspector General of Police, Dr. George Akufu-Dampari, and cause the President to appoint in his stead an IGP who is more submissive 
loyal and plant to the government a new patriotic party in this quest to break the age to wait to win the 2024 general election. So the character dimension here, I was just making the inference, um, you are not submissive. Um, probably you are not lawyer and you are not blind to the government. Uh, so this is what I was trying to make the inferences. Uh, so that by this, it was being said that by the strength of your personality, it will prevent the new patriotic party from breaking the eight. What, do, what is your response to some of these matters? Honorable Chair, that is somebody's opinion about me, and I can't question somebody's opinion. It is the opinion that has brought us here, unfortunately. It is the opinion, it is somebody's surmising that you can determine the electoral fortunes of others, which is a subject matter of this inquiry. Are you aware of that? Honorable Chair, I am aware of that, and as you heard me earlier speak, I did mention the fact that, in answer to a question of yours, that all the stakeholders play their roles. The police that I had and work in concert with the team at the national and across the country also play our role. So at the end of the day, it will not take an individual to make that determination. It takes the people of the country to make a determination as who becomes a leader. And like also did indicate, somebody might the opinions are all over the place. As far as I'm concerned, I'll continue to do my work, work in concert with my commanders across the country, and do our job how it should be done, be it elections or any other matter. So that is what I have to say in regards to the two connected issues you've spoken to. Thank you. So 